This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Play Tessie episode 14, the Jim Rice episode. It is December 13th. If you are listening on Drop Day, if you aren't listening on Drop Day, we still thank you for joining and just make sure that you are subscribed because this is the official podcast of Top 4 Bitters, also known as the official Red Sox podcast of WEEI, home of the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox were oh so close to Seth Lugo. We'll be breaking down what broke down between Craig Breslow and the free agent and what seems to just be the continuing pattern of this new Red Sox regime. Uh, it is the interest kings, but... I guess we're just top four betters now. Uh, we've got Sammy, we've got Pat, and we've got Gordo along for the ride with me. It is Coop. And guys, I don't know if you're feeling any better than how you're feeling on that Monday episode, one episode ago on episode 13, um, about Red Sox ownership and the way that they might tackle free agency after the Otani news. But I mean, like, since we last talked, we found out that it's going to be deferred payments and that it is somewhat legal for what the Dodgers are doing and that they're, they're most likely going to get Yamamoto. I don't know how you guys feel about that. We're going to talk about that a little later. Uh, but the fact that they are now at this place where it's seeming like they aren't big market spenders anymore, at least for myself, uh, that's what I'm getting from the Seth Lugo thing. It's not the most extreme player to miss out on. I mean, he... He would still be better than I think most of the pitchers in the starting rotation right now, as far as what we saw last year. But yeah, I mean, like it's a missed opportunity, but it's still not Montgomery or Snell. Where are you? Where are your heads at, guys? Coop, we have talked about this man on the podcast before. You mentioned fourth place finishes for a guy like Seth Lugo. Up, you know baby. who else came in fourth place? You know who came in fourth place, Coop? American Idol season five contestant Chris Daughtry. Oh, so if, oh. If Daughtry, I'm not too upset. So the Red Sox are the Chris Daughtry of baseball. That's where we're at. Um, yeah, I'm. I am the same place I am Monday. So I'm not really. I haven't moved or whenever we last spoke. I, it's, nothing has changed. I think everyone should be in the same spot unless you're like the biggest Seth Lugo fan. Of all time. Yeah. I, think that, I think <laughs> it's just good foresight money, not not matching that. Like the, the Royals aren't gonna pay anybody else starting pitcher wise. Like if Craig didn't want to go three years at fifteen million, I, I don't necessarily blame him. If a guy that you're stuck between is gonna be better value of three years, I don't I don't care. It doesn't I, this doesn't change my opinion on anything really. Yeah. And it's a it's a kind of a, a smaller market team contract. Like they pay yeah. him a pretty decent AAV, but then they also give him an opt out right after. So yeah, whatever, man. If anyone's upset about Seth Lugo, please touch No, Seth. I'll, I'll tell you the one thing the one thing to be upset about, Sammy, is that since he's going to the Royals and like you I think Pat just said it, that they're not gonna likely sign another big starting pitcher. Oh, I kinda wanted to see Marcus Stroman rot in Kansas City. Yeah. I kinda did. Oh. Me too. I kind of did. He would deserve that fate. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, like, Stroman in Kansas City would be a lot better than I think a Seth Lugo. Like, Seth Lugo is like a Kansas City 10 as far as what you're landing for, like, ace type material. Montgomery's a Boston 10. I'm still focused on Montgomery. Stroman's not even a Boston 10. So, I, if anything, this is. It's yeah, it, it sucks to not be the highest bidder on a pitcher. Like we talked about this all last offseason, 
but there's still Snell in Montgomery out there. So if they're not too focused on this guy, I'm hoping that they are focused on someone like Montgomery or Snell because that's who you want the bulk of your money going to. I mean, I keep bringing up money as if it exists. Like the, it, it goes back to episode one of this of this show. It's only money. Like in the Dodgers just proved that. So it's kind of like, yeah, it sucks to hear that you're once again once again the interest kings. But I'm hoping that the hook is in the water for bigger fish right now. Yeah, Coop, I, I tend to agree there. There's so many good and better starting pitchers out there th- than Lugo. Like it's it's this is one of those things that I kind of wish like we could revisit in a month or two months and then give our take then. It's gonna be like Perez. It's like, yeah, right now. Like I feel like it's gonna mean? be like a Perez type thing where you let Perez, like Martin Perez walk. Yeah, and Martin? then like he ends up just like dominating. Well, also Coop, it just like it depends because if if the Sox get Mont- Montgomery and Giolito, then like. Yeah, I'm totally fine with them not getting Seth Lugo. But if they go out and they like sign a couple of one-year guys because they missed out on the guys that they really wanted, and by the time they missed out on those guys, guys like Seth Lugo had already signed elsewhere, and so now you're stuck with basically the same rotation as you had a year ago, that, that's when I have an issue. But it's hard, it's hard to be upset now when there's like a dozen better starting pitchers still available, especially if you count the trade market too. So I don't know. Like... Talk, talk to me. Can, later. I, can I read a uh, Jeff Passan tweet? Please do. Please. And I'll, I'll tell you why this upsets me afterwards. He goes, this is on the Seth Lugo signing. He goes, the Royals vowed to spend this winter, and Lugo gets one of the biggest free agent deals they've given to a pitcher. They've got plenty more to do, dot, dot, dot. You could replace Royals with Red Sox, mm. and that's how we all thought the offseason – well, it still might, but like, I want that so badly. I I, I don't want to just want. Well, hold on, like, a you second. just want an acquisition, what? Sammy. That's what you're vowed to for. spend. No, 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 dude. This is Seth Lugo vowed to spend. Oh, no, if the red, if if the Red Sox signed Seth Lugo, and that was the tweet following it, people would erupt. No, no, but I'm saying you got to scale it. Like, I want, I want that same tweet about the Red Sox, but it's Yamamoto at the end. Like, we're a, a oh yeah, supposed to be a big market team. Um. That's something. You're saying because they're poverty. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying for the Royals, that's big. I'm saying I want that tweet about the Red Sox, and then I want like Montgomery or Yamamoto. Even Snell. I know Snell's not a perfect fit, but he's still friggin' nasty. So uh, I will I give just... everybody one guess to guess who the biggest contract to a starting pitcher is in Royals history. Um, it's depressing. Granky? Is it? They nope. didn't pay. Not, not Granky. They didn't pay Granky. They didn't pay Cueto. I said they didn't pay Granky. They didn't pay Cueto. I'm trying to think of who else they've Volquez. had. Not Edison Volquez. Gordo, you. Not not James Shields. They didn't nope. pay him, right? Is it a bust prospect like Luke Hokavar? Uh, I, he was actually. This man was in a very oh. big trade for a future Hall of Famer, and then wound up on the Royals. What? Was he on the? Uh, was it? Wade Davis? Like Johnny Damon involved? Or no, I don't know why I just assumed no, no, Johnny no, Damon was Hall of Fame. Johnny yeah. Damon? Not so funny when the rabbit has the gun coop, huh? How's trivia? Ah, uh, this sucks. All right, tell us, tell us. Ian Kennedy, five years, 70 million. Wow. He got five years from them? Yeah. And he was a perfect. A- oh, my God. Good career. He was solid. Not not worth that money, but a yeah. decent career. He became a closer, which yeah, I know is The thing that sucks money. is they gave him that money. 163 games, only 86 starts. Oof. Oof. He pitched this year? Yeah. He's still playing. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the... 20 games with Arizona. He's still in the league? He pitched 16 games this year? What the fuck? (laughs) He was in the shirt trade way back when. Um, he wasn't on the team, but he'll get a ring because he played 16 he'll games. He'll get the Hanley Congrats. Ramirez ring. Can we give a, a, a snaps for Ian Kennedy getting his ring? I can't snap. With him. Um, no, yeah, 7.16 ERA on the season. So that's uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. 
Um, yes, yeah, but I, I completely missed that. Um, but I mean, so where does this leave you guys on? Because I left that at the back half of like that first statement where it makes me think that they are able to spend on other guys. And I mean, Yamamoto is still out there. He the news dropped as of Tuesday that the Red Sox would be meeting with him in the coming days. I mean, is is the fact that they aren't being aggressive on guys like Otani or any of these other I mean, Seth Lugo is no Otani, but he is the big name that was floating out there. Is it making you somewhat optimistic about o- Yamamoto? Are your points raising as far as the percentage on your confidence level? I mean, like I I'm as I'm as low on Yamamoto as I ever been since the de- the deferral uh news on Otani, but yeah, like Pat, you're shaking your head. Yes, you're you're in on Yamamoto being a likely landing I, spot. Listen, I'm not saying it's incredibly likely. Do I think that they are in the thick of bidding in a legit contender? Yes, for two reasons. One of which, it came out after the fact that they were extremely in on Eduardo Rodriguez. If you had the urge or the sense that bidding was going to get too rich for you on Yamamoto, that is the kind of guy you settle on at four for 80. On the flip side, just in terms of spending, not even relating back to Yamamoto, Lugo on three by 45, like three by 15, is not a bad contract. They clearly have higher aspirations for that level of money or exceed that money for a better pitcher. For those two reasons, Eduardo Rodriguez especially, I feel better about, okay, they must have a pretty good feeling about where the market is on Yamamoto and Imanaga. And then on the flip side, they must want that second or third pitcher they add to be a little bit higher than 15 AAV and a little bit better than Seth Lugo. Reassuring, yes. Am I saying that Yamamoto, can? they should start selling the Sox jerseys? No. I don't know where I'm at. I had a little bit of a, like a, like a change of heart last night, Monday night this week, and I kind of just surrendered myself to like Yamamoto's not – Coming to Boston, so I actually have pretty much talked myself into Jordan Montgomery being like John Lester and being our de facto ace, even though he's not a traditional ace. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not – it's so hard to tell because you get all these rumors. You don't know what's true. Morosi comes out and apologizes for getting something wrong. And, like, I know they're just trying to drum up interest, but, like, who do you even trust now? I don't That's know. It, it, okay, here, I got a question for you guys. If a report came out tomorrow that said the Red Sox aren't actually meeting with Yamamoto, would you guys be surprised at all? Because I wouldn't. No. I think I would. I'd be a little bit. A little bit. I think I would. Just based on how they've operated the pitching market, I think I would be. Because there have been guys that have gone that they should have been in on that I feel like they that would have came out they were in on had it not been for Yamamoto and these other guys. I think it would. Like Nola. Ooh. Yeah. Nola, Sonny Gray even. Like, like, yeah, like these guys came off the board and we didn't hear a lick of interest. And so, yeah, yeah, I, I would be. And in the fact that he's meeting with all these teams, too, like there, it's not like it's just the New York teams. And oh, like, surprise, surprise, the Sox have a meeting, too. It's like, oh, he's meeting with the New York teams, yeah. the California teams, the Cubs, the Blue Jays. It's like, OK, if the Sox didn't have a meeting, too, it's like, oh, do you guys geez. buy that report today from uh, I think it was it was either Feinstein or Morosi. Please correct me. Fine. You know, I he said that the Red Sox are in on Yamamoto, but they're not going to get into a bidding war if it comes down to that between the Yankees and Mets. I mean, it's going to come down to that. That makes That's me think that they're goes. in on. I even know the Dodgers in there, but like that makes me think that like Montgomery and Snell are like the likely two, like big game prizes that they're going after. Like if they're not too concerned, like if they're saying that like they're not going to get into a bidding war over Yamamoto. That makes me think that they're going to take the money that would go to Yamamoto and just be like, we're going balls to the wall trying to get both Snell and Montgomery in here as a one and two. Like, I would be so happy and like I would have to be outside Fenway Park on Jersey Street on my hands and knees, like saying, I'm so sorry for what I've been saying over the last month to you, John Henry, because that would be the ultimate like checkmate move to, I think, some of the things that the Yankees and Dodgers have done. It's certainly no Otani. But it is immediate him? starting pitching that I think makes you dominant in the AL East. 
Would you give John Henry a kiss if he signed Montgomery and Snell's little peck? Uh, no, because yeah. he didn't do Otani. Coop. I'd give him, oh, I'd give him on, a little Coop. smooch if he got Otani. There's still an opportunity through trade. I will give you a smooch that <laughs> until the day I die, I have the smooch bet out there with John Henry. I want that out there. If Otani <laughs> ever ends up a Red Sox, I will just grab his face and just like VE day New York City picture, smooch him on the lips like I'm a sailor and he's some damsel in distress. That I, I make that promise to the public. The Otani smooch bet is alive and well. Nice. Thank you. Coop or Man Sammy, or both of you guys talked about this. I want to go back to the Fine Sand report. Because uh, I, I just think that overall, and it's been trending this way, but especially this offseason, I feel like baseball reporting has been so so little news and so much more leverage play from agents. Because think about it like with Otani. All the news that we were hearing was Blue Jays always oh, visiting their complex. Ooh, he's flying to Toronto. Oh my God, all this stuff. And with Soto, up until the deal was basically done, we were hearing, I don't know, like talks with the Yankees have stalled. I don't know, maybe the Blue Jays get involved, all this stuff. So with the fine sand thing, I don't think when he says that he doesn't think the Sox and the Cubs are expected to get in a bidding war, I don't think he actually knows that. I think he just keeps hearing from the Yankees and Mets because those two teams talk a ton that those are that they're going to oh we're going to bid bid and bid and then you've got all these other tight-lipped teams I'm not saying it's just the Red Sox like the Cubs are pretty quiet like we have no idea what the Dodgers are doing like there's other teams I think that are prepared to make significant bids like we had no idea that John Henry flew to the DR to talk with Devers until after that contract was signed so there's a perfectly good chance that the Sox are just being quiet here. And it's not even just the Sox. It's basically every team besides the New York teams is being quiet while the New York teams just tell everyone and anyone who will listen, oh, we're, we're going we're gonna to pay for this. We're doing all this stuff. Like, get ready, get ready. And every other team is quiet. That's what I feel like this offseason. The Yankees and the Mets are just operating media like it used to be operated. And all the other teams are like, we have no use. to Like, it does not serve us to tell you, the media members, anything. Gordon, are you saying that the Yankees are kind of caught in the past or something? Oh, I and have been I, for quite some time. Those words didn't come out of my map. You, you're you're just saying that. Are you saying that. that they're the embodiment of a guy who was in high school 20 years ago, but still wears his varsity jacket, Gordo? Well, now you're just putting words in my mouth. Well, wait, are you telling me Brian Cashman went out on senior senior uh, year and won the Thanksgiving Super Bowl? And yeah, and they're like, hey, punch. everyone loves me right now. I better keep doing this whole like I I won the Thanksgiving Super Bowl thing. I feel like that's that's what they're running. Like, hey, we got this one trophy one time. Got to keep doing it this way. Would have gone to the NFL if I didn't blow my, out my knee, my rotator cuff. I feel it to this day. Let me tell you <laughs> that that win back in '99 it cost me everything. It it cost me everything. I got that 091 when I went out for Thanksgiving Eve and. And, Uncle Rico. And Susie came out back with me. That was my 09. But since then, no. All right, Mickey Mantle. Um, Gordo, I agree. I agree. Thank you, Coop. That was beautiful. Yeah, uh, Gordo, I agree. I think, uh, well, it's not really agree or disagree. I hope you're correct that they're operating in the shadows. That's kind of been the theme. So I'm inclined to think you're correct. It's just so hard to not get caught up in all the rumors when it's the talk of the town and you should. Yeah. Especially some, some background. I work from home, so I'm seeing all this stuff all day. I don't like get a break from it. So I see a rumor and then I'm working and it's in my head. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Seth Lugo. Is that our ace? Uh, big six, seven. So yeah, man, I, I, I hope you're right. And I do think you are right. I'm just praying that a few days from now, we get a buzz on our phone and it's like Red Sox got Yamamoto or Montgomery or. But it's something. also, Sammy, it's not even like it's not even like this is just coming out of nowhere and you're just like, oh, they should be doing this, but they're not. It's like they set the expectation at the beginning of the offseason. This is what they were going to do. So, like, what it's not say? shame on us for expecting it when you literally said you're going to do it and, and leaked it. I say tell me. You say it. Pat, you say it. Full throttle. Oh, yeah. Full throttle. 
Chris Murphy. Oh, that's full throttle. Like He's just true. throttling um, it. Yeah, are we good to? Uh, are we? Do good we to want to talk full throttling? The... We're gonna. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty done with. I'm pretty done with Seth Lugo. Yeah, the Lugo cast yeah. has ended. It's time to get throttled. Um, Listen, guys, just as long as you understand that they were in the top four. Hey, they were in the top, top four. Four bitters, baby. Before, yeah. Before we move on, before we move on, I was in a work meeting when that Red Sox were a top four finisher. I had to mute myself because someone sent it to me, and I just. I could not stop laughing. We were they're in the top four for Seth Lugo. If you don't think that's funny, you do not have a sense of humor. That's hysterical. If you ever if really- you want even more of a laugh, go to baseball reference, go to Seth Lugo's uh compared uh pitchers and that list of names. If you are in July saying, like, I can't believe we got didn't we didn't get Seth Lugo. He would have been perfect for the rotation right now. Just right now, take a look at like the comparative pitchers and you're gonna be like, Oh, we could have definitely lived without this guy. Like within you months, really you are going it, to forget about him. If you really think about it, the Red Sox made the league championship series with the Seth Lugo World Series. So that's kind of sick. Hmm? That's so, true. So we're they lost in the, of the Seth they Lugo lost, they lost in the SLCS, the Seth Lugo Championship Series. If you really think I mean, about I, it. I, had a, I had a tweet, like it was a joke tweet where it was like Shohei Otani signs for 700 million with the Dodgers. Meanwhile, the Red Sox are in a bidding war for Seth Lugo with the Royals, like joking, because obviously Red Sox are going to win that, that bidding war. And and I know they didn't go their hardest in that war, but like, it's just hilarious. You just got to laugh. You can't get, I, I encourage all Red Sox fans not to get too upset about this stuff. It's, it's funny. Come tropes on. Tropes are funny. Just, I think we can all admit yeah. like tropes are funny. Like, it's just like the Red Sox are still trying to get this whole, Aurora off them, aura, Aurora, aura off them. Where like aura. The interest, aura. aura, aura, but yeah, I mean, in, in fourth place, fourth place, baby. But that gets us into this this next little thing. I want to know what you guys think of when you hear the term full throttle. You're each gonna get your own little turn. You're gonna get to explain what full throttle means to you because we. I think it's open to interpretation what Fenway Sports Group meant and uh, what. Not like, I wanted to say Larry Lucchino, but he's long gone. Tom Werner said uh, when he meant, or what he meant when he said full throttle. Uh, Gordo, what does full throttle mean to you? Well, the term means something different than what I think it means when they said it. Ooh. Because I I remember when Tom Werner said this, I, I remember I had to go back and I was like, I need to see the video. I need to see like how this came to be. And he was basically in a media scrum after which press conference was this? Was this the end of year presser? Um, or was it the Heim Bloom? I think it was. Oh no, it was the Breslow. It was Breslow. Okay, it was Breslow. Yeah, yeah, because Breslow had just finished saying how money wasn't going to be an issue too. Um, but he said the full throttle thing. Like he was in a scrum with reporters, and they were asking him questions and kind of berating him to like give his take on the offseason. He wasn't saying much. They would ask again. He wouldn't say much. They asked again. He didn't say anything. They asked again. He's like, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, like we kind of got to be, you know, all hands on deck, full throttle, I guess. Like it, that's how it was said. It wasn't like he didn't pound his fists on the table and say like, we need to be full throttle. So yeah, you got to know, you got to know your no, market. You got to know, you got to know. I agree. It was, he shouldn't have said it if they weren't going to actually go full throttle and great that they still could, but I'm just, and I'm glad everyone's running with it because you absolutely should, because you absolutely should hold them to it. If anything, holding them, holding them to that can only be good for you, the fan. But I just, when I heard how he said it, I did not think, oh, he actually means they're going to go full throttle. I'm I'm glad people have run with it, but I just that's not how it came off to me when he said it. Yeah, so like full throttle to me is like enough G force to rip the skin off my face. Like I I expected like some substantial moves. Like if full throttle at the end of all of this is Whit Merrifield, Lucas Giolito, and Jack Flaherty. I might just watch soccer. Like, I, I don't know what I would do with Welcome myself. to Wrexham's really good. I know that you love Ryan Reynolds. 
I do. Don't do this. Pat, um, if they got those guys two years ago, though, oh. Oh, that moves the needle. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> but all three of those guys, oh. Yeah. But I think in my eyes, like full throttle is like the, the fine, going back to the fine airport. It's like people, first off, I don't wholeheartedly believe that the Red Sox will not match in a bidding war because if they weren't going to, why would they tell anyone that? But for lack of better terms, I think the whole thing is when you say full throttle and Sam Kennedy says we're used to championships, you're like inadvertently making these promises. Like you got to follow through or there will be some form of hell to pay, whether it be attendance or whatever TV going down, sales going down. Like there's going to be repercussions if you just go back on your word and say we feel really good about this team because you're lying through your teeth. To me, full throttle is what Bloom did last year with Yoshida. You go after your guy, you're aggressive, you might have overpaid, but you don't care. You got your guy. It's what Dave Dombrowski made his name doing. And I know that he doesn't have the greatest reputation of all time because he kind of, he has one way of operating, talking about Dombrowski. But now's the time that the Red Sox need to do that. Go after Yamamoto, go after Montgomery and like overpay. If you have to overpay, it's fine. Inflation. It'll look fine in a few years. I'm just I'm just tired of hearing reports of like, oh, the Red Sox were in on X, but they didn't want to give them that fourth year. Like, come on. When are we going to get over this? It's just, I would like for them, and this is going to sound crazy, I'd like for them to make a move aggressive for a pitcher and then the reaction being like, they gave him how much? They gave him this many years? And you go, yeah, that's their guy. That's who they wanted. Maybe they overpaid. Maybe they gave the guy too many years, but he's on the team. We got him. We're moving forward. We'll worry about it later. So I don't know. I'm just, it, it gets so tiring. And like I've said, the last two episodes, I got it last year. I got it the year before. It made sense. Now you got to go in. So, um, you know, David Price, good example. Dombrowski wanted him. So a lot of people said he overpaid. Full throttle. He got him. So, and how'd that turn out? The guy probably should have won World Series MVP in 2018. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't care if it's an overpay. I hate when people say, it's not my money. But this is a case where, yeah, it's not my money. I don't care. Overpay. Get the guy. Stop alienating the fan base. Let's go. So, full throttle to me, and I agree with every one of you guys, full throttle to me is when you're on a boat and you take the throttle, literally the throttle. We're talking about a physical throttle, and you push it all the way up until it can't go anymore. If those that are on the boating life, our, our Massachusetts friends uh, out on the sea, maybe you're maybe you're like uh, Rhode huh Rhode Island, Rhode Island, Rhode yeah, Island. Maine, Great Maine? Lobsters, all part of New Hampshire. Yeah, why not? I mean, like you could be like uh, John Farrell, and you could be a lobsterman. You know, so if you're like him, John Farrell, listening out there, you you put the throttle all the way up. You're crashing down. You're hitting the waves. You're coming down. You're smacking. It's a little uneasy, but you're getting fast to wherever you want to get to. That is full throttle. Right now, the Red Sox are, or let's backtrack. Last year, opening day payroll, 13th ranked in the MLB. That was good for, that was $182 million. That's still spending a whole lot of money. That's not in the top 10, though. Top 10 isn't even full throttle. Full throttle to me, you're in the top five of spending. That's what full throttle means to me. Full throttle means that you are getting a little reckless. You're trying to get uncomfortable with your spending in order to get an immediate championship. That's not what happened. Say fuck it and get your guy. Yeah. I mean, like you just said, as of right now, the Red Sox are number 10 in opening day payroll for 2024. That's like that. You got, you're up to like, you're probably like three quarters of the way up with the throttle. That's not full throttle. You're not a big I want it team. all the way up. That's not a big market team payroll. You can, we cannot, like I've been saying for the last three years, yes, they're a big market team. I can't say that anymore if they don't do it, like if they don't operate. Demonstrate like that just, you have big nuts. Like you want to talk like you have big nuts? That's awesome. You're going to end up like the, awesome. what, the Indiana uh, football guy that got beat up by the wrestler. I don't know if you've ever seen that video. Like they're in like a college bar. Incredible video. And it's why you don't mess oh, with wrestlers. Yes. It, it, like, yeah. Act like you have big nuts. I don't. Like it's it's not that difficult. We've been saying it for years now. Like, of course, it is difficult. You're dealing with 
large sums of money, but like everyone else is doing it. You're talking about doing it. You you're saying you're going to do it. You're just not doing it. And no one wants to, no one wants to hang out with the Napoleon type. You're turning into a Napoleon complex organization and I'm sick of it. If you're going to be full throttle, jam that stick all the way up. Be full throttle. Show your nuts. And jam that let's, stick Let's up. be honest here. The only way to actually, like, because Coop, you're right. Full throttle is literally, by definition, pushing it all the way forward. So the only actual way for them to be full throttle would be for them to sign both Yamamoto and Montgomery. Like, that's the only way they could actually do it. Anything less than that is not full throttle. And I think Sox fans would accept less than that. But, like, if you're if you're talking about definition, like that's what it is. I mean, and to your point about the the top ten payroll thing, it's just it it sucks because like I feel like they haven't scaled back spending as much as the narrative set. Like people think they've scaled back spending a lot more than they have, but the issue is all these other teams have now have the ability to turn it up. And while other teams like the Yankees have responded to that and they've increased their spending, like the Yankees might approach the Cohen tax this year. We just haven't seen that from the Sox. Like that's what sucks to see. They haven't, they haven't turned it up and turning it up would be, yeah, we're going to sign Yamamoto and to make, to make it just to be even more sure that we're going to make it to the postseason. We're going to sign Montgomery too. But like, I, I don't know about you guys. I don't think there's any chance of anything like that happening. No, zero, zero. And that's, that's what we wanted. I keep seeing that. Everyone, everyone, yeah. But we said that like when the season ended, everyone's going, oh, it's it's Yamamoto and Montgomery. You're fucking nuts if you think they're going to do that. There's no way. It's no going to be one of those two and then a slightly lesser version. It's going to be like Montgomery and Maley or something. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Do you, so do you think if they were still like if reports were coming out and they were saying, hey, the Red Sox are heavy favorites on Montgomery. Hey, the Red Sox are heavy favorites on Snell. Hey, the Red Sox are heavy favorites on Yamamoto. And they actually go out and they sign Yamamoto. And then they're still saying that, hey, they're heavy favorites on Snell and heavy favorites on Montgomery. This is this is make believe world. This isn't truly like everything. This is full throttle make believe world. Pat, what is that face? Uh, oh Jung-Hoo Lee just signed with the Giants. Six years, 113. The kicker? Whoa. Wait, what? That or, is a lot. I don't know why I just went with the kicker. <laughs> no, was, the Korean outfielder. I was thinking like the kicker and like the Giants football team. I was like, what? He does have a that, – that is like a pretty close yeah. name. That's Young like, Waku. Yeah. Uh, six for 113. That's bananas. Yeah. Even bigger news. Dylan Floro has signed with the Nationals. Sleepy okay. Craig. Oh, I thought we okay. were full throttle. Hey, you know, if we were the full Giants, throttle, these the are guys Giants. we would have scooped up, huh? You miss out on Dylan Floro and you're telling me you're full <laughs> throttle? Throttle? I can't read a Come book. on. But all right, so back back to the question. Uh, is that reckless? 
like is there a degree of hey like full throttle is a fun term to throw around and of course everyone wants their team to throw money around but is there at some point like are you like hey like that's a little reckless like are if you're a dodgers fan and you just saw what the what like they just did the guggenheim group and you're our age and you're just kind of like hey like i would like to be in my 40s and watching entertaining baseball with my kids at some point i know that what you just did is probably going to cripple and kneecap this team 10 years down the road like is is there a point where you're kind of like i don't want this like i want exactly what we've been being fed in the heim bloom and the craig breslow we're going to do this responsibly we're going to be sustainable but we're going to be competing like that's that balance that I think like me and Gordo, we had that discussion, I think back in August at the trade deadline of like, what is the best philosophy? And it's kind of like, I guess, answer it now that we're in this position is full throttle responsible. It doesn't matter. That's, that's how I look at it. It doesn't matter if it's responsible or not. It's exactly what you have to do. And it goes beyond just the product you're putting on the field. Cause it's been multiple years since we've gone into a season feeling good about our chances as contenders. When I say our, I mean the fan base, because they're alienating a lot of fans, a lot of casual fans who maybe will tune in for a few games, maybe will show up to Fenway for a little bit. But when they hear that the team sucks and they have sucked for multiple years, why are they interested? So on one hand, you're not putting a good product on the field. Fix that. On the other hand, you're alienating your hardcore fans, which, you know, they'll stick around. But a bigger problem, you're alienating the casual fans because those are the ones who are still deciding whether they want to put their foot in the water or not. And if you're not going to put a product on the field, why are they going to show up? That's when you end up with a half-filled Fenway Park in the middle of the season when your team is kind of sort of contending. You can't really tell. You can't tell if ownership cares. You can't tell if they're going to be aggressive. Like, where the hell are we as a a fan base and as a team right now? It just is like... I've said it the last two episodes. I've said the same thing. I understood it in the years past. Now's the time to go in. If you have to be irresponsible, be irresponsible. You know who was irresponsible? Dave Dombrowski. And that led to the best Red Sox team ever, arguably, and a World Series championship. So again, fuck it. Go for it. It's time now. I'm so sick of waiting. It's just... Yeah. yeah. Every year. Timmy, when it's when it's the off season and you're going for it, it's it's like it's totally fine to be irresponsible with money. Like I don't want them to be irresponsible with their future. Like I'm not telling you that they should they should trade Meyer or Anthony or Teal for a rental just to get Corbin Burns or something. Like I'm not saying that. But yeah, like take that extra step, offer that extra year. Like do what you got to do to get your guy. There are free agents out like it's not like you're just like trying to fit a square peg into a round hole here. Like there are free agents out there that fit your team perfectly, both in terms of the position they play, the age they are like, this isn't, this isn't rocket science here. Like Yamamoto is your guy, like figure it out. Like this is not hard. Agreed. And Gordo, I totally agree. And it's very different. You alluded to this. It's very different than being irresponsible in trades that nobody wants. Nobody wants, the Red Sox to give up Anthony and Meyer for a so-so return. Very different. Free agency, if it's money, do it. It's been three years. Like, what more do we need? The core is in place. The farm is good. Duh. Go. Do it. Breslow, ownership, everyone. Do it. Not to mention core. And, like, we talked about this news last time with core. Like, I touched on it on my Nuff said where it's, there's rumors that he might be going. I don't really believe that and whatnot. He's said that he's not even focused on his extension. What will happen will happen. But there is a reality where Cora is inevitably going to move up into the front office, whether it's with the Red Sox or whether that's with another team. He has mentioned that that there that is in his future life. So that means that he's not going to be coaching for this team forever. And I would like to see him win another World Series. He, He's been a great manager so far. I think he's weathered the storm, and I think he's more than deserving at this point than to have a good team in front of him where he can coach them up to another World Series. So, yeah, like, you have to get uncomfortable at this point. This is why we have the ebb and flows that we've had, and it's that's what comes with spending big. I mean, I, I said it in a tweet thread today. Like The Red Sox, for the past decade, they've showed two different sides where – the first five years of that past decade, they're getting uncomfortable. They're spending on guys like Pablo. They're spending on guys like Hanley. 
they're spending on guys like David Price. Not all of them worked out. Some, one, really, just one of those three guys helped you win a World Series was a big part of it. But he also wasn't the most popular guy along the way. And that's what happens when you pay for what guys have done previously in hoping that they you know, do the exact same thing and become Cy Young pitchers again for you. He didn't win a Cy Young here, spoiler alert. But you get left with a huge tax bill that ends up setting you back. I mean, that's why they dished off Mookie. They were afraid of that same exact thing happening. But what we have come to learn is the sustainability thing is way too hard to do when you're trying to vie for the love of a fan base that wants championships every year. I mean, that's that's the hard part of being in Boston and in a big market, because this is a big market. Like we just said, they're talking like they're in a big market. They're capable of showing like they're in a big market. So go out and spend like you're in a big market. But the downside of that is, yeah, like, those expenditures might not work out. Like you might have a one and done championship like you had in 13 and like you had in 18. But the benefit is that you keep your fan base around. You stay relevant within your market. And that is why you do have to be full throttle and get unsafe. Yeah. And that buys you years too. Like 2018, I don't think anyone was upset. Oh, okay. That's a bad way to put it. People weren't flipping out in 2019 when the team wasn't great. We're coming off a World Series championship. You're like, ah, okay, you can't win them every year. But like when it's three, four years in a row with like one good playoff win mixed in between that, let's be real, that was kind of, I don't want to call it fluky, but nobody expected that. And that wasn't the plan. So I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating saying the same thing over and over again. Like it just, it's it's time. You're losing the fan base and that's that should be scary for ownership, but. Yeah, I think the other thing that's different now than it was back in 2019 is just in terms of investing, neglecting Mookie. Just like let's say they went out in 2019 and signed big marquee free agent, whatever. You had this tax bill piling up. You had – people forget, legitimately zero farm system. There was no one coming up. So in terms of investing then to just keep paying this tax bill for how who knows how many years for no sustainability, I can see the argument there. We are in a much different spot now. We have a borderline competitive team already without really pumping in any money outside of, you know, like these 80 to $100 million contracts here and there. You have your stories, your Yoshidas, your whatever. This is the point to make those commitments. Because when you give guys those five, seven, 10-year deals, that is when the arbitration ends on guys like Marcelo, Roman, Teal. This is your window to make those long-term commitments because you have a sustainable core in place, which Rafi's locked up, Casas and Bayo. But then the guys coming up, like you're supplementing the core already there, the contracts you're signing with even more young talent. If you keep waiting to sign these contracts, you're going to be in the same position you were in 2019. It doesn't make sense. Do it now. Yeah, and and just we're we're this is this isn't just us having this conversation. Like all of Sox Nation is having this conversation right now, but it is worth noting that almost all of the of the free agent starting pitchers are still on the board. Like Yamamoto is still on the board, and the Red Sox have a meeting with him. Blake Snell coming off a Cy Young award is still on the board. Jordan Montgomery coming off an awesome playoff run. He's been a really better than solid guy for years now. He's still on the board. Like it's not like we're at the end of the off season and they can't right their wrongs here. Like we're getting impatient because we're seeing other teams do things. But the fact of the matter is a week from today, we like the, it could be like Christmas Eve and our conversation could be a hundred percent different. Like they have every opportunity to make this thing right, like it's right in front of them, they could do it. It's a, it's just if they don't, if they want to do it, they'll do it. If they if they don't care, then we'll find that out too. Do you think at this point it's, you know, like there there's always going to be now this looming threat of like, oh well, you're spending, but is it worth any bit because you're trying to chase the Dodgers? Is that even th- something that we can because? That's something that just crossed my mind where you're often, you're just kind of like you go into a season, you're like, yeah, like we did really well, but we didn't spend like we did X, Y, and Z team. And it would be really nice to know that we have a better playoff percentage than this team. And 
you kind of look at like World Series odds as being, hey, like they're always going to be in the favor of the Dodgers right now, according to Vegas. And I, I, I almost I get to the point where you're disgruntled and you're like, oh, well, maybe you should just start building for the next year. Maybe you should just wait on the farm to mature one more year. But I think like more so than ever, this next decade, it's going to be you're going to have to do whatever you need to in the off seasons to patch together a team that can try and compete with the Dodgers. And that little bit is like, I'll be honest, that excites me because that means that like, yeah, we're forcing John Henry to get uncomfortable to try and spend. So I do think it's going to not I do think, but I do hope it's going to bring out the best of this ownership. But this really is the proving ground of how much does Fenway Sports Group actually care about the product that goes on at Fenway? And like that's, I think this is the first year of where we truly learn that. The other thing too, it's, very quickly, is moving forward. So let's say you don't sign a, like a needle mover. Let's say you go out, you get your Montgomery, your Giolito, two like quality additions, don't move the needle all that much. And you're still looking for that ace. We are now at a time of like free agency where just in like baseball, where these early contract extensions are becoming more and more popular, who's to say that aces are going to be available the next year, two years, three years? Like if you you have to capitalize on what's available to you now, because who knows, next year when Burns, Freed, Bueller, Bieber, all these guys are free agents. Bieber. Who's to say they don't sign an extension right during right when pitchers and catchers report? Or someone blows them out of the they get traded somewhere and someone blows them out of the water that way like you have plenty of options in front of you via trade and free agency it is straight up malpractice to not put your best foot forward and get the guys that you desperately need yeah and also like the ones that you target like your yes. favorite guys like if, if you love corbin burns you should not be against trading for him as a rental and then trying to blow him away with an offer in spring training. And if that doesn't work, you show him that playing at Fenway Park in front of Boston fans with this team is better than anything else. Like what the Yankees are doing with Soto is increasing their chances of getting him to sign an extension or sign with them in free agency. It doesn't seem like the Sox, like based on reporting, it doesn't seem like that's something the Sox are interested in doing. But if if your man is on an expiring deal and, and is on the trade market, I don't see why they sh why they're not involved there. I would be involved there. I want them to be involved on those guys. Oh, so uh, I'm with you. No, I would, I would also urge the fan base stop uh, accepting the mediocrity. Is there? Can I've we like seen. plan a protest? We've been learning a lot about like democracy and whatnot. I feel like in the last couple of years, I don't. Probably I don't know not. If I saw true, like. But... Million I saw like a million people today on, on Twitter and Instagram and shit being like, I would kind of understand if there's a walkaway price for Yamamoto. Oh, I would understand if they waited until next year for the fourth time to sign Burns or maybe you sign Woodruff and you plan like, stop. You, it's like, it's look, I thought Heimblum, smart guy, but like, get that out of your brain of like next year, next year, next year, next year. It's the Boston Red Sox, not the friggin' Royals, my God. And it's also... Breslow is the restart. Like I, I really do think that this is the the time where it's kind of like the point where Heim Bloom was fired. That is the indication of that the Red Sox want to spend, so they should be going out and spending. Like it, it's it's done. It's over. This whole like rebuild phase should be in the books. Like this should be the first year that you are now trying to compete both financially and on the field for the top of the AL East. Like I, I'm I'm done. I I. I Last year, after the Xander Bogarts thing, I was reactive and I said I wanted Bloom fired. And then I said at the beginning of the season, I was like, oh, well, they're going to be competing for, you know, triple A, double A World Series because that's what they're putting together. Like that that was very like pessimistic and whatnot. I get that. But I, I don't want to be doing that for another year. Like I, I'm going to lose yeah. my mind straight up. Like I'm going to need to be in a mental institute if I am at that same point in April. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, like that's, I think that's all we can say. I think that was pretty cathartic. I think that was the most, like, this is going to be us just being curmudgeon -y episode. Spend I, money. Positive vibes here on out. It's the holiday season. Buy me a present. No, no fuck that. Okay. Make a move. Let's go. All right. So they spend, Hell yeah, Sammy. They, spend, they buy us a present for the holiday season. And then we are going to be cheery and full of 
Mer. Yeah, sure. Yes. It's like, like, dude, like I've been, I've been saying it, like patient, patient, patient for this off season. So do it. Do it. Just yesterday, Sauce. you said today. Just do it. Just do it. Just take it. All right. Uh, let's wrap this up with some enough said. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cap it off. I'm gonna go out first because I just said I want positive vibes, but this little thing is both cool but kind of sad because Tom Brady and Tops introduced the Brady verse, which is just him putting out a new card and trying to make a little bit more money. It's going to, but it is cool. I do like it. They had a cool video, go to tops on Instagram or Twitter to go look at it, but it is Tom Brady's rookie card as if he had actually taken up his offer to play in major league baseball when he was drafted by the Expos to be a catcher. Um, And they do this whole video where it's kind of playing out his entire career. What could have been, uh, and they have some they have some Hall of Fame cameos in it. Both Pedro and Vlad are in it, and that made me think: if the Brady verse were real, if Tom Brady actually became a catcher for the Expos, if the Expos stayed in Montreal, they win a couple World Series, he wins some MVPs. This means that Pedro Martinez is never coming to the Boston Red Sox in 1997, which then means. He is not recruiting for David Ortiz, a Minnesota twin at the time, to come to the Boston Red Sox, which then means that 2004 likely never happens. 2007 never happens. Oh, yeah, and 2013 never happens. So I, for one, hope that no one buys this Tom Brady one-of-one card and that the exuberant prices that they were hoping to get on this piece of art, because that's what it is. It's art. It's speculative. I hope it goes right down the drain. I hope they don't make any money on this. I'm sorry, Ruben. I, I, sorry for your cash grab. That's rude. No, I don't care. Coop, just, I hate the concept you just of it totally, now. You just totally gaslit the three of us. You were like, let's be positive. And then you're yeah, like, that's why no, I kind of want to lead this off, because I'm hoping you guys pick it up from where I'm at. But I mean, like, oh that's God. it's a cool video and everything, Coop- but it sucks for Boston, because not only are we not winning Super Bowls with Tom Brady, we're now not winning well, it's World fake. Series. It's fake. I think you hate the Patriots, Coop, because you're rooting for them to win and you want Tom Brady memorabilia. I'm saying I hate the, the Tom Brady memorabilia. What are we talking about here? You said you wanted it thrown down the drain. Yeah, I don't want it to be valued anything because I like what happened. I like reality. I don't like the Tom Brady verse. I like my verse. Listen, man, the Cooper verse is pretty. Tom cool likes right it now. though. If Tom likes it, no, because the Cooper verse, the Red Sox don't spend money. In the Tom verse, everything's perfect. You don't know that they don't. They don't allude to what the Red Sox did. The Expos are winning a whole lot of World Series. That's not the Red Sox. Maybe they get Randy Johnson instead. Guys, I got news. What? Uh, Dov Kleiman says that Bob Kraft has already decided to move on from Bill Belichick at the end of the year. Saw that too. Uh, yeah, Tommy Curran came on Gresham Fourier and said that. So f off, Don Kleiman. That's <laughs> all right. I, can, I mean, holy shit! If that's true, right, great timing, right? Like right when the Brady talk. But anyway, Gresham yeah, Fourier cool. ten to two. W e e i. Go listen. Uh, whatever, Don. Gresham Fourier ten to two. Go listen, Dov Kleiman, if you're even a real person. Anyway, um, my enough said. Uh, so everyone's talking about Yoshinobu Yamamoto, rightfully so, unbelievable pitcher. But there's another pitcher coming out of Japan that's not getting as much love. His name is Shota Imanaga. He's a left-handed pitcher. He's a stuff guy, relies a lot on the splitter. Fly ball rate is pretty high, so people are a little bit sketched out by him. But I have a way to sell Red Sox fans on him. And I want to hear what you guys think. This guy's got an epic nickname. He goes by the throwing philosopher. Please react. Oh! <laughs> ah! I don't know. I, cool. I, don't, I don't love it. I just imagine this guy on the mound, like he gets the ball and he's like, what pitch should I throw next? There are so many options in this situation. Ah, yes, the curveball is quite right for this one. And then he throws it and it's beautiful. And then he gets the ball and he goes, tremendous. Now the fastball. I love this guy. I don't even know him. 
is that better than what was it the professor of pitching that Craig Breslow had in Chicago? Is that going to be a matter of like is that a conflict of interest? Like, can you have a philosopher of pitching and then also a professor of pitching? I feel like those two are going to end up butting heads. No, like one's a faculty director, whereas one's just like an adjunct professor. Meanwhile, the ad like the faculty professor is the philosopher and like. He's really just the player. He's not supposed to be having control of what goes on at Fenway Park. So I eh, don't love it. Okay. Okay. Well, how about this? The guy that the San Francisco Giants just signed, and thank you, Pat, for this nugget. Uh, outfielder Jung Hoo Lee. This might be the <laughs> this might be the best nickname in sports. Yes. Isn't it? Japan knows how to do it with nicknames. All right. This guy's nickname is Grandson of the Wind. <laughs> I hope he's so good. Like, like, I don't know if you guys have ever watched what we do in the shadows, but I hope he has like a Laszlo voice. He talks like this tremendous. That's beautiful. What that's does that have to do with you? What is that nickname? Bastard in New York City. <laughs> what does the nickname have to do with anything? How did he get that? Grandson of the, the wind? wind? Hey, maybe he's got like a very bad gas and he just. He's farting oh. all the time. And they're like, it's the grandson of the wind. Here he comes. He just farts. That's it. All right. So I love a he's good not name. We don't want that in the clubhouse. Congrats, Giants. Way to go, Giants. Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, back to Imanaga, the throwing philosopher. I just like the uh, cerebral image I get when I hear that. So, yeah. Great. Happy for Can't you. Wait for the Reds. He's going to be our opening day starter. <laughs> Pat Gordo, any enough, to, any enough suds? What are, you, what are you feeling? Gordo, you can go. I'll, I'll, I, can, I can finish. Yeah, Pat, Pat, you close it out. I just, quick note, quick note, quick note. I freaking love Tommy DeVito's agent. Did you guys see this guy on Monday Night Football yesterday? Like, this guy looks like he came straight out of, like, the freaking Godfather or something. Sean like, Stilato? His whole family. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Yeah. Dude looks like he's in, like... The mid 1900s and DeVito's family looks like he's like the mob king or whatever you want to call it. Like this guy is in, he's a legend already and he's just some Italian dude from Jersey. Do you know where he's from? He's from, he's from Jersey, right? No, he's from Salem, Massachusetts. Are, are, are you talking about the agent? I'm or talking the, about the agent, the not Tommy DeVito. DeVito. Oh, I, I didn't know where the agent's from. The agent's a Massachusetts guy. Yeah, he just got an award like in the North End, like over the weekend. Oh, even better. Oh my God. He's a, he a legend. Like, he looks like the He's kind from of guy, Salem. Yeah. He looks like the guy, a kind of guy who would try and promote one of the Rocky Balboa fights. Like, he yeah, just looks like so overdone. Italian. So he's, he's Sammy. He's a he's a fight promoter. Yeah, yeah. that's me. That's me. I just stand in uh, I stand in large fields and I'm like, you guys got to come watch this kid fight. He's got hot. We've got a mob. Got you up. We got to get you a little bit more mobbed up, Sammy. For someone that's yeah, in the fighting up. business, maybe a how would start with a with one of those hats, the, the hat, fedora, like the alt, where the yeah the fedora. Start Can we with all right? So like an eighties like, pimp. It, there's different types. Can we get you yeah, like yeah, a giant a fur bit. coat? Uh, mink, please. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. What's that? Mink. What's mink? It's like a, yeah, what's it's mink? a type of animal. Is the animal called mink, or is the animal's fur called mink? Whoa. No, the, the animal what? is a mink. It's like a fox. It's its own animal. I thought a mink was just a type of coat. That's an animal? Is yeah. a mink an animal? A mink is very much an animal. Interesting. Oh, yeah, it's a mink. It, it looks like a ferret, kind of, like a big ferret. M-I-N-C-K? I would have said m small fox, but yeah. No, how do you spell this thing, Coop? Is it M-I-N-K? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I only know what mink is because of Conor McGregor. He kind of looks like an otter. I run New York. <laughs> it kind of looks like a, a super a squeaky mix. voice. Like, hey, what are you doing looking at me? Like, <laughs> you, get, you get away it from Tony like right an... now. That's my agent. The best will always be Mike Tyson. <laughs> I'm the baddest motherfucker alive. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys ever hear, you guys ever hear Anderson Silva, one of the best MMA fighters ever? Wait, can yeah. we have Pat do like the starting lineup every like day? This. In just the Mike Tyson voice. Batting lead off in center field is Jaron Duran. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like my old Hebrew school teacher. 
out in left field, the macho man, Mathataka Yoshida. <laughs> That's incredible. I broke my back. You guys all do good impressions. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Michael, you won. Final. I broke my back. It's final. Michael, it uh, came out during training camp. You broke. Uh, you broke. I broke my back. <laughs> uh, was it a vertebrae? Or a spinal. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Pat, you seen uh, Anderson Silva's thing? Yeah. When when he when he's a little bit older, he wins his fight, and they're like, "Are you going to retire?" And he's like, "No, no, fart is my heart." And they're like, "Fart is your heart?" And he's like, "Fart is my heart." It's the best. He's trying to say fight, but he's saying fart is my heart, and his voice is like this. That's like Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez has a super high pitch voice. Yeah, really? I yes. love that guy's voice. Yeah. You know who's got a voice that uh, gets under my skin? Uh, what's his name? Eduardo Perez, the announcer. Yeah, yeah. He sounds like sounds he, like Kermit the Frog. Before, he sounds like he before every inning has a big spoon, takes a big piece of peanut butter. I was just talking like this the entire time. He's like, "What a pitch, uh, A Rod! Tell me what you saw on this at bat." Mm, delicious. <laughs> tell me what you saw on this at bat between Mookie Betts and like it's just. He sounds like he's got peanut butter just infesting his mouth. Oh, that was. He's a very. I met him at Winter Weekend. He's very he's nice. nice, but he does his voice. His voice is funny. He's a friend I, of I enjoy it, boring, so he is a friend of ours. I, I will have to say that. But yeah, the voice isn't great. Voice isn't. He also hates on the Red I think Sox. I, like the I feel like I he like always the picks against the Red Sox uh, whenever he's doing pregame panels. You can't bet against the Sox, kid. You don't ever bet against the Sox. Yeah, if I've learned. He had one that Devers, thing. that Devers interview where he had. De- Remember, he had Devers speaking a little bit of English, or he, he's like, "You know English," and Devers like, "No, I don't speak English." <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Uh, Devers got a good voice too. Yeah. <laughs> he, I just like whenever he starts giggling. Interviews where he's just like nonstop giggles. I'm. Just, I fucking love instant that class. He's we need to win again. Oh, we if We're they so win lucky. again, you get the best out of him personality wise. You get the you get the Oakland uh ice cream machine interviews. Oh yes. I missed that. Oh my god. He's just double fisting the ice cream during his interview. The best. But uh on that oh. note, this has been played Tessie. Wait, oh Pat, enough said? Yeah, I got I got a quick one. Oh, go ahead, Mike Tyson. I all hate right. Ben Verlander. Okay, yeah, everyone does. What else is yeah, we water's agree. wet? Yeah, no, sky's I, blue. I can't. I cannot f- stand the show. Hey, like he is like, it's weird. The losers on Twitter who are like the LeBron, like, like riders, like they, all they do is just praise LeBron. Like these are like 17 year old kids in their mom. Did Michael basement. Jordan ever win an in-season tournament? Ben Verlander does that as his profession because his brother's one of the best pitchers to ever live. Ben Verlander is kind of like the human form of the in-season tournament. Yeah, nobody wants it, but we keep hearing about it. Industry plan. There you go. Like it's a very good much industry plan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you remember Bizarre. the whole Bizarre. athletic article that they wrote where he was like, "I'm more than my brother. I'm not here because of my brother." And then he proceeds to just do everything about Justin Verlander whenever Justin Verlander does anything. Hey, but credit to him, honestly. He took advantage. He had an advantage, and he took advantage of the advantage. So credit to him. I mean, he. Sure you know, what, else would, what do you expect him to do? Oh, we got a Pat O face. What's the news? No, 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 no. Um, just we can wrap on this. You're going to become the boy who cried wolf if you keep doing the O face. That was like a. I'm going oh, to I'm gonna revoke I love the watching O-face Pat's probably. reactions. Sorry. Um, we got it. We got a clip of one where Jung he reacted. Hu Lee is nicknamed the grandson of the wind because that's pretty his bad. Dad that's so was, much better than the philosopher. His dad was also a baseball player, and his nickname was Son of the Wind. Oh. Well, okay. Wait, now so we got to figure out where that one comes from. Who's the, the wind? wind? Who, who is the wind? Is it a metaphor? Is it literally just? They I think, all have wind I think they're just fast as shit. That's what I would guess. See, I think they're very farty, and they can't stop ripping ass. We shall see. That's how they all right. Divine wind. Got to yeah, Gassy up. boys. Mm. Uh, but on that note, that has been episode 14 of Play Tessie. Whether you're listening on the Odyssey app, we're going to love you even more if you're doing that. I'm just, I'm going to say we're biased on that. We just appreciate you more if you are listening on the Odyssey app. But 
if you're also listening on the Apple app, if you're listening on Spotify for your podcast, you're maybe a little bit strange, a little bit out there, maybe even call yourself a weirdo and you're listening on the Google app. That's okay. Cool. Google podcasts are cool. We still love you for it, but just make sure you're subscribed if you're listening on any of those platforms, because then you know that a new episode comes out, whether it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Maybe we drop a little something Tuesday or Thursday for you. Maybe something breaking happens. We're going to put it in your ears, but you just have to make sure that you are subscribed. So please go and do that. For Pat, Gordo, Sammy, and myself, Coop, this has been Play Tessie. Totalo. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.